the woman behind one of the biggest news stories of the summer on the Music Universe podcast. Oh, buddy, how are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? Well, we just kicked butt with this interview. (laughs) Oh, my God. I felt like we were in church. We did. It was a fantastic chat with uh, Seattle blues artist Lady A and her producer, uh, John Oliver. And not not that John Oliver, not the HBO funny British guy. (laughs) We already verified that. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, though, buddy. I, I going into the, I don't know how you feel and and I don't want to prime this too much because we kind of talk about it as she gives her answers. It was more like a conversation and a roundtable than than an interview. But my feeling on this whole thing has completely changed after hearing her because and she knows this because I think she's getting this from all sides. At first, I thought, oh, this is somebody who's just trying to use this to have their moment in the sun. No, to listen to her, this is personal and painful. This issue with Lady A changing their name to Lady A, which Anita White had been using for 20 years prior to the band even owning the mark, and and now here here they are using it as their band name. It's personal for her. And my opinion on the genuine nature in which they did this has completely changed. I don't think, as you hear me say in the interview, I think this was more about Lady A's image than anything to do with any genuine response to a cultural moment. I can totally see that after chatting with her. I mean, she explains how the contractual uh, talks fell apart and why she asked for this amount of money that uh, has been, you know, out there and about how all that came about, because I I was kind of on the fence, too. It's like, eh, I don't. I don't get this, but chatting with her and this is why we invited her on was so she could tell her side and we could have that side because, you know, we're going to hear what Lady Antebellum wants us to hear. And she she very much takes it personally, but she's been using this name since 1987. So, you know, 33 years of using this name and then all of a sudden during the middle of not only a crazy pandemic but a civil rights type you know racial injustice moment reckoning all of a sudden they're changing it and they've owned the mark and you know she talks about that because i i flat out asked her that question you know that was something i knew for me to make more sense of her side of it i needed to have the answer to and and she she owns it it's it's a interview everyone needs to listen to. I mean, I know she's doing a lot of press right now. She, she's done Newsday. She's done Rolling Stone. Everybody. I don't know if those outlets are going to tell the same story that we are. We are doing this, you know, we're not editing this to make anything sound better or worse or whatever. We are playing it in its entirety. So let's present it. An unvarnished Lady A with her producer, John Oliver Third. Ms. Lady A, Anita White, and producer John Oliver, welcome to the Music Universe podcast. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> we're doing, we're blessed. Thank you for having us. Yes, we're doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. That sounds great. Oh, absolutely. Glad to have you guys here. Now, uh, you know, I know this year has been, the first half of the year at least, has been strange for everyone, but I know yours got a little more interesting last month after the country trio formerly known as Lady Annabellum shortened its name to Lady A. It's the name you've been using 30 years. Tell us about how you found out and what went through your head. Well, um, I found out on that Thursday, uh, June 11th, uh, I got a phone call from my sister who asked me to look at Facebook, and I took a look, and I was shocked. Uh, And what went through my head was, what am I going to do? And then about 10 minutes later, I got a call from Rolling Stone magazine. And I I honestly told them, first I thought it was a joke. (laughs) And I said, I'm going to have to call you. (laughs) And I called my brother immediately. Uh, My brother, John Oliver, he's my Seattle producer. And And we got on the phone with our Mississippi producer, Dexter Allen, and tried to figure out, you know, what's next? (laughs) What do we do? So uh, mm-hmm. I hired the first attorney uh, who was basically hired to just sit on the phone with me um, because they were reaching out to us. And um, from there, you've read about it. <laughs> <It's been laughs> yeah, you've read about it. That's all I can really say about it. It's been, um, 
interesting. You know, it's a blessing um, and at the same time um, eye-opening to people who um, pretend like they want to be woke, but they're not. Um, I, I don't believe in coexisting. Mm-hmm. I didn't, well, at least with Lady Antebellum, I did not want to coexist, and that's what they wanted us to do. They wanted me to do that. And I kept asking the question, what does coexistence look like? You know, what does coexistence really look like? We were on the phones with the lawyers and with Hillary and, and their management company. And, you know, for the people in the back, what does coexistence look like? And our, the question was never answered, you know, and we brought up, and when we got the lawyers out of the way, we brought up uh, artists. We said, we'll talk artist to artist. And we did. We got on that Zoom call and again asked the question, what does coexistence look like? Because my point to them was, if you come out as Lady A, number one, that just shortened antebellum. So if you say that it's racist, I didn't say it was racist, you did. You said it had racist connotations and that you said Lady Antebellum, but your eyes were open. So if your eyes were in fact open, then shortening it to Lady A, mm, that's not progress. And Hillary never answered that question. I asked her that question on a personal call that she and I had. And we asked the same question when all the artists were on the phone. And nobody ever addressed it. I felt like, and, and I started to begin to feel like they were being disingenuous. Um, mm-hmm. Even during the call, I was feeling that way. Um, because nobody would address uh, my question. And we talked about the algorithms and because if you're Lady A and I'm Lady A, you're going to wipe me out, which is exactly what happened. I said, you're going to bury me. And they kept saying, oh, no, we're going to, you know, we're going to make sure you don't get buried. You know, let's do a song together. And yeah, that would have been all nice, but I'm worried about the, the, the 20 some plus years that I've been in this business, that I've grinded from the bottom up and, and was very happy where I was. Just because I don't have 40,000 fans and you do does not make my fans less, less relevant. Right. Well, when you say buried, that's exactly right. Because Google, I said in, in Weekend Notes last week, you know, if somebody Googled Lady A, even before the name change, the band probably came up before you, unfortunately. What do you make of that? How can they fix that? Well, this is the thing. I knew they were there. So for them to say they didn't know I was there, that's not true. Because mm-hmm. anytime I Googled myself, it would be Lady Antebellum, and then it would be Lady A. It would be me. Their name is a nickname. They, they said it. They said their fans call them Lady A, which their fans do. They have a Lady A fan page. But they, they had never released a single or a CD under Lady A. They released them as Lady Antebellum. I have five CDs as Lady A. Mm-hmm. And so um, <laughs> um, the main point is if you are so woke and your heart has been stirred with conviction and your eyes are open, why are you digging your heels in so far? Because I respect you more um, and, you know, would, be, would just say, okay, if you said, you know what, oops, we made a faux pas. Black lives really don't matter to us. We're going to keep the name Lady A. Yeah. Because you're the one, Lady Antebellum is the one who said that their eyes were open and that, you know, they see the injustices of black folks and black men and women. Those are their words, not mine. Sure. I didn't bring this up. I didn't right. bring race into it. They did. And I work in race and social justice every day on my day job. So if you're going to be an ally, you can't be a halfway ally. You know, I'm going to give a shout out to Margot Price. Everywhere I go now, I have to give a shout out to country singer Margot Price. She said that Lady Antebellum and the Grand Ole Opry should invite me to come sing. That's an ally. Allyship yeah. means that you might, you might have to give up something. You've got to put action behind your words. Right. You know, um, if you don't, you're not really an ally. 
So go ahead and tell me that black lives don't really matter. That way I have more respect for you. Well, if, if I could be real honest here, you have opened my eyes just in the five minutes we've already started talking oh. with, so, with something you said with something you said earlier, which was that Rolling Stone reached out to you within minutes of Lady A's announcement. Because I'm thinking, you know, they do have a case for maybe not knowing you since you're regional, you're, you're where you are, but you've been in the business 20 years. Maybe the Google results aren't great because they've dominated everything. There's a case there. But if Rolling Stone knew to reach out to you, mm, Lady A should have known who you are. <laughs> Well, you know what? Ethan Millman, who's, who's the gentleman that wrote the Rolling Stone article, the first thing he said when I called him back, <laughs> because I really didn't believe he was from Rolling Stone magazine, <laughs> you know, but when he called me back, he said, well, if I could find you, how come they couldn't find you? And yeah. I said, that's a good question. Right. You know, they had already decided what they wanted to do. And I could tell that after that Zoom call, because they immediately put that Zoom call out into the public eye because that's what they wanted to do because they were very insistent that we all talk and get together and be on zoom and put this press release together. You know, they had their ducks in a row. They knew exactly what they wanted to do, but I'm not stupid. And I, I don't like for people to insult my intelligence. This is a, you know, black people, indigenous people of this land, people of color have had our music taken from our, our culture, our language, our artistry, our history, and our names taken from us. So if your eyes are so open and you're so woke now in, in the George Floyd period, which they said, I, I, I always have to emphasize that, nobody made them come out and change their name. They know they have racist right. fans because some of their racist fans have sent me messages. Um, you know, I... I just want you to be, you know, John uses the word, my producer John uses the word transparency. John, why don't you tell him about that conversation? Yes, I'd love to. So when we had the Zoom call um, with, so we had different discussions. One was, one was with Lady Antebellum, the corporation, which was Hillary, um, Lady Antebellum's man team and their attorneys and then the, the second one we had is the zoom call for world saw that was with lady antebellum the artist that was with hillary dave charles uh lady a our um our co-mississippi producer dexter allen and myself so on that call uh, lady a dexter allen and myself presented them with how we needed details of coexisting how is Lady A Apples and Lady A Apples, how will they coexist, right? So we presented that. We need to know the details of how this is all going to work. Well, on that call, all the three of us said, hey, you know, in order for this to work, X, Y, and Z needs to happen, right? And so at the end of the call, they said, well, you know, we have this statement we want to release that we're working things out. And so in their statement, I specifically said, put the word transparency in there because Lady A and our team were being very transparent with what Lady A wanted, which was her name. And secondly, if coexisting was going to happen, we needed transparency. We needed details, right? Um, you don't go, when you go buy a car mm -hmm. and you notice that the door handle is not working, you say, Hey, that door handle's not working. <laughs> and they say, don't worry about that. And you say, no, no, that door handle's not working. In order for me to buy this car, I need this door handle to work. And they go, no, no, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of it. Just bring it back. We'll fix it. And so you sign the contract. You drive off with the car. You come back, and you say, I'm here to get the door handle fixed. And they say, what door handle? So during that conversation, we were very transparent about what we were trying to accomplish with those talks. Right. You know, what really happened when it broke down, because I know everybody's, you know, just so <laughs> they think I'm money hungry and all that. I was happy before. I had fans before them. And you say that I'm a national act. I'm an international act. International. I tour just like they do. Um, yes. I've played many cities across the country just like they do. Just because they don't know me doesn't mean anything. I have fans that know me across the country and, right. and over in Europe. Right. So, um, my point is that, you know, you can't 
just say, we're going to fix it. You know, everything's going to be okay. And think that I'm just going to roll over and say, okay, I'm going to share the name with you. Because like I said, what happens to the algorithm of Google, of the, of the Amazon? People are, people are searching for me, and I thank God for the people who are out there who are sending me messages and telling me, I had to search for you, but I found you, and I'm so glad I found you. And I've started putting my website out there because nobody can find my music. So mm-hmm. my thing is, we, they came hollow. They already knew that they were going to run um, roughshod over me. I believed that from the beginning. They thought that I was irrelevant. They thought that if, if we did a song together, that that was going to appease me. But they still didn't tell me, okay, if we do the song together, okay, the song might be a hit. But as soon as I put an album out and you put an album out, nobody's going to, you're going to outshine me no matter what. Because just like I put a single out on June 27th, they put a single out under Lady A. That's the first single they put out, under Lady A, and they wiped me off social media. You couldn't find me on Amazon, iTunes, or Spotify. And I had just released my single, The Truth is Loud. How ironic is that? Pretty, pretty but, irrelevant. Yeah. You know, it's a relevant song. I, I wrote it in light of what has been going on in America all these years with the senseless murders of black, indigenous, and people of color. I am tired of it. And for them to think that I'm irrelevant because I don't have as many fans as them, I've worked harder than them to get where I am because they come from privilege. They co- I've read about them just like they read about me after they supposedly found out I was there. Um, This is more about black people, indigenous people, and people of color standing up. I'm not standing up just for me. I'm standing up for everybody who has ever had something taken from them because they don't have the privilege or the means like someone else. We we gave them chance after chance because the first contract came back and said, we're going to give our, in quotes, best effort to make sure that you're not buried on Google. The second came, contract came back with nothing any different other than we're going to give our best efforts. Now, if I had signed that, do you, what do you think would have happened to me? Oh, they would have steamrolled you. Exactly. So we gave, we gave suggestions because maybe you don't know how to give suggestions. I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. So maybe you don't know. So we said, yeah, I said specifically, maybe you can be Lady A, the band, and I'll be Lady A, the artist. That way, people will know the difference. They can Google. They can type in who they want. Cricket. Their lawyers didn't say anything, and neither did they. Um, John said, you know, maybe you can take Lady A, you know, talking about me, under your management company, rebrand me, you know, as, I don't know, whatever. I could have been Lady Antebello rebrand me, you know, under your management company and help me to rebrand myself. Nobody said a word. They, they totally dismissed us, which is, which is what privilege allows you to do, to dismiss us and think that it's okay because really you're trying to help because you're woke now. But as I said, being an ally and you trying to be woke in 2020 means you're going to have to give up something. And you're going to have to put power and action behind your words. Otherwise, it's meaningless. You don't really want to be an ally. You just want to appear to be. What do you say to those people? I'm sure you're getting the hate. I have to ask this question because you know I'm on your side here. What do you say to those people who just say, oh, she's just bitter because she didn't achieve the level of fame that the band did? What do you say to those people that want to make this all about fame? Fame is what is where your heart is. I was famous in the eyes of the people who come and see me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have 40,000 people. The, 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 I have a very, a very, very a great career. You know, I've worked hard just to get where I was. And I'm in, I was enjoying my life. I'm getting ready to retire from my day job. Because, see, I've been on the grind working during the day, gigging. Mm-hmm. I remember when I used to work during the day, gig five nights a week or six nights a week and still get up and go to work in the morning, still get up and go to church in the morning. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember the days when 
when I was so relieved that I didn't have to work every single night anymore. I could work when I wanted to because I was in demand, right? Yeah. And that comes with work. I remember the first T-shirt I ever had that had Lady A on the front of it. You know, the, the first time somebody bought a Lady A fan, you know, I remember those things. So those people that come to see me at festivals, when I go to Europe, you know, when John and I are traveling, when I get to go and work with United by Music, which is, um, you know, we used to work with United by Music that helps intellectually disabled people to be able to sing mm -hmm. on stage and then to be invited back to, to work with four other countries, you know, Germany and, and, and Germany, Sweden, Denmark, and the Netherlands to teach them gospel music, to work with the kids that I work with here at the Rhapsody Project in Seattle. That's my fame, to, to go out and sidewalk sing for my seniors, to produce shows and bring people from different parts of the country to Seattle that Seattle folks probably never would see, like Mr. Bobby Rush, Dexter Allen, Nellie Tiger Travis. To go and travel mm -hmm. to Chicago and play the Chicago Blues Festival, to be in Memphis and play at the Hard Rock Cafe, I, I mean, fame is, is what you think in your head. I don't need to make millions of dollars. I was happy yeah. before I met them. I was doing quite well before I met them. You know, that's the thing. Privilege allows you to think that you're only famous if you've got X amount of dollars. What are you doing with that money? Are you helping anybody else? Are you right. lifting anybody else up? You know, if I could, I want to uh, piggyback on what Lady A was saying, because to anyone sure. who's saying that she's kind of um, riding their coattail towards fame, listen, Lady A went into this asking for one thing, her name. Her name, her brand. This is a brand she's been building since 19, since before 1987, right? I don't know if you know the story, but Lady A started off singing karaoke in 1987. And then she became a background singer for the Sunny Byers Review, right? Uh, Lady A, that's the term that they used to describe her as, right? To introduce her as Lady A, the background singer. And then from there, she started Lady A and the Baby Blues Funk Band, where she was the lead singer. And then from there, she became just Lady A, the independent artist. And then from there, she's going on to be Lady A, just not just the artist, but a brand where she's having shows at the Triple Door in Seattle and doing community events. So listen, Lady A is not looking for fame. She's been building her brand, building her community through her name and her brand that she's already been building. What's happening is Lady Antebellum has come in, and they say, oh, you know, we're going to change our name from Lady Antebellum to Lady A. Oh, there's a black woman that also has the name. Let's reach out to her. Now, listen, that was a great thing to do. You have this Lady Antebellum, this huge machine, sold over 10 million albums that's reaching out to this independent black woman brand, Lady A, and saying, hey, um, we, we noticed you and we made a mistake, and but we want to coexist. And so Lady A says, no, that's my name. That's my brand, right? That is where the talks should have changed from Lady Antebellum. They should have said, you know what? You're absolutely right. We don't, because we had this epiphany during this Black Lives Movement, um, you know what? We're not going to take your name. We just wanted to let you know that we saw your name was Lady A. And you know what? We're going to change our name again. But that didn't happen. No. Right? All right. That would have been a true gesture. Right. Exactly. So, listen, Lady A, listen, she has been a brand for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. She's an independent artist. She has her own brand. She doesn't need Lady Antebellum. Lady Antebellum no. approached her because they committed a wrong. Because, first of all, their name, Lady Antebellum has slavery connotations, right? Now, how yeah. they didn't know that when they first named themselves, I have no idea because as far as I know, dictionaries are still available online <laughs> and in hard print. So, if, you know what, because, listen, there's something in a name, right? And so for them to even say trademark-wise that, oh, we didn't know about Lady A, yes, you did because you have trademark attorneys who have access to the Internet. And the last time I remembered, you can even speak into, Google and say, Google, search for Lady A. Guess what would have came? Lady Antebellum, 
and Lady A, the black woman from Seattle who is a blues soul artist. There's no way they can say they didn't know about her. Of course. And I was going to ask about that trademark. They said they've had it for over a decade and you've been using it for 30 plus years. How <laughs> how in the world, like, and I know that I, I believe if, if I remember correctly with trademark law, people have time to respond to that. And it took over a year to get that. Or, do you know how any of that works? How how they could just no, get I that don't. approved? This is, no, this is the thing. I have never thought to look. Uh, to trademark and you know and that and I and I own that I do I own that I didn't trademark my name I didn't think about it coming when I was coming up in this business I was doing it for fun and then it became like you know a business thing I was learning how to you know upload CDs and and the whole thing I'm not feigning ignorance what I'm what I'm saying is that I don't have a machine working for me everything right. I've learned I've learned myself I didn't have a lawyer. I've never had an a, a entertainment attorney or a tax attorney. I've never had any of those things. I've had to learn on my own. So, no, I didn't learn about a trademark. I saw Lady Antebellum when they showed up. I've never seen them called Lady A because when you go on Google, it does not say Lady A. I, when you see Lady A, I used to come up. And this is the thing I want people to understand. I would have more respect for Lady Antebellum if they were to come and say, black lives do not matter to us, we made a mistake, we're going to keep mm-hmm. Lady A. Okay? I'll have more respect mm-hmm. for you that way than for you to pretend that you're woke and pretend that black lives ever mattered to you or pretend that, that in the wake of George Floyd, you had an epiphany and your words, Lady Antebellum, that your heart was stirred with conviction, and your eyes were opened. I'm quoting them. So, you know, if, if you want to keep the name Lady A, I don't want to share that name with you. And I will go on, and my life will continue to be blessed. I, I am a blessed person. I am blessed in my life. I'm blessed with the people I get to sing for, whether it's four people, 400, 4,000, 10,000. Yeah. You know, just because I don't have 40,000 like you doesn't make me any less relevant. And for you to think that it's okay to step on the neck of a black artist in the name of Black Lives Matter, I'm not going to allow you to do that. I want you to tell me that black lives don't matter and I'll get out of your way. Let me tell you something. I'm struck here because for you, that name is identity. For them, it's image. My opinion. Thank you. But that. That's what I'm getting. Thank you. It, it means something. Sometimes all we have is our name. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's all we have. We're not looking to be, I mean, you know, I know some people look to be rich, and I know people think that I tried to extort $10 million from them. That's a lie. We were in negotiations, and when you negotiate, you give, you know, you tell people, you know, hey, look, you know, maybe this is what I want. As I said, they their contracts can't, kept coming back with, we'll do our best effort to make sure you don't disappear. So finally, you know, I have a life to get back to. I run a a panel called The Truth is Loud, and this is another, this is more irony for you. (laughs) I run a panel called The Truth is Loud, truthisloud.info. You can find information there. And it's for white allies in 2020 and beyond. The conversation actually started before COVID, and it was for the Washington Blues Society because they were not inclusive. Mm -hmm. But I took it a step further because people were in their homes. And here's an opportunity to have a conversation with white folks about race. Because white people don't talk to their children about race the way black people do. And indigenous people and people of color, they don't. And so, and and it started with a conversation I had with a, a friend of mine. And so those conversations have been very lucrative. They've been, and what I mean by that is they've been informative. I've had people on those panels who have said, you know, wow, you know, I really, there is something I can do with the privilege that I have. There is a way that we can all come together because it all starts with a conversation. And what they did was we were in the midst of a negotiation conversation, and since their contract kept coming back saying the same thing, I said, you know what, they're they're not genuine. 
I could take $5 million for myself and rebrand myself. Now, remember, we had already asked that they take me under their management company and rebrand me, but they dismissed Mm -hmm. us. So I said, if you give me $5 million, I can rebrand myself, change all my CDs, help my community here in Seattle, help my kids that I mentor in the Rhapsody Music Project, continue with my race and social justice workshop, correct? Take mm-hmm. the other $5 million, and since you say Black Lives Matter, we're going to give it to three charities, Black Lives Matter, seniors and youth in the Seattle, in the Seattle area, all senior centers and youth in the Seattle area, and then for musicians across the country that run into problems, legal problems, that's where you get the $10 million from. But they didn't even have, they didn't even respect us enough to send the contract back and say, well, nah, uh, nah, we're not going to give you that. That's not what they did. They went to Billboard Magazine, sent it to Billboard Magazine, and Billboard Magazine called my lawyers. Mm, wow. So how, how, how genuine are you in being woke or trying to um, actually come up with a solution? Have you thought about why they even came to you in the first place? Because if they were going to act, and I believe what you're saying 100%, I want to qualify that. If they were going to act this way, and it was always their intent to take everything that you came at them with, offered them, and just try to make you look bad in the press, why even engage? Have you thought about why they came to you in the first place and came to the table (laughs) if it was not going to be in good faith? Yeah, I think, um, and John and I, we, we think this, the same thing, and I'd like for him to speak to it more, but I believe God put me in this position for a reason. Right. I'm in this position for a reason, because Rolling Stone Magazine did not have to call me. Had Rolling Stone Mm -hmm. Magazine not called me, you'd have never heard about this story. Right. But God, God put me in this position because we help people. I'm not just singing to be singing. You know, I used to, when I first started out, Lady and the Baby Blues Funk Band, it was just to sing, to sing. I was having fun. But I grew, my artistry grew. And I, I'm not the typical blues singer. My music has a message behind it. Change the world. Honey, hush. Uh, um, uh, the truth is loud. I have gospel songs on every CD. There's a message in the music. So I believe that it was really divine intervention. because I could have easily been swept away. Right. And, you know, there's something else that you hit on earlier that I I actually wrote down because I believe it's very true. The reason why Lady Antebellum, this this, this artist in this machine that has sold over 10 million albums, the reason why they approached an independent artist, Lady A, who's building her brand for 30 years plus, is, like you said, image versus identity. They were yeah. trying to protect and salvage their image and saying, oh, you know what? Um, I mean, Mr. George Floyd, God rest his soul, he was murdered. Uh, the Black Lives Matter, they had an epiphany. They had an emotional moment. We need to change our name, right? And we've already discussed that, right? The A still stands for antebellum. But when they found out that there was a black woman soul singer who also owned the name, they says, oh, we need to protect our image. Let's do a Zoom call with her and her team and show the whole world that we're working together, <laughs> trying to protect their image. Now, what happened is is they dismissed Lady A's identity in trying to protect their image, right? And, man, I love that. I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to tell you right now I'm glad we're recording this because we're going to borrow that. Because that is so important. <laughs> they're trying to protect their image, but they're discounting or dismissing Lady A's identity, right? And so even in our discussions, everything we offered them as a solution, they, they, what they were saying by dismissing it is that this doesn't fit in our image, right? Right. right? And that's right. all contradictory to them saying why they changed their name and this, that, and the other. And it also leads to why they filed a lawsuit because they're still trying to protect the image while dismissing Lady A's identity. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm going to write a sermon about that. <laughs> it just, 
John it's is just also amazing. a pastor. <laughs> I just had to offer this thought. I just see this image of them going to a judge and going, pretty please affirm that we have the mark. That does nothing. That that <laughs> further divides you guys. Buddy, go ahead. I know exactly. you have some questions. My question is, do you think if it was uh, a white artist with the name Lady A, do you think talks would have been different by chance? Of course they would have been. Mm. Yes. They would have been totally different. They would have bought her out. They would have changed her name. And they would, and all that would have been over. Well, on one it hand, been. that's true. That's true because, but on one hand, on another hand, this is the reason why I believe this story is also playing out, Lady A, is because you are a strong, independent black woman who is right. building your brand. And the fact that you are that, and that's your identity, and it's not just your image. I think that people are seeing it now, especially now for what it is, because these protests have taken kind of a different turn. We have a generation, this generation is not just sitting back when somebody calls them a bad word. They're filming it, and they're giving a name mm -hmm. to the folks right. who are calling it. They're giving names to people like Karen and Kevin and Kyle. And listen, this generation has social media on their side, so when they see an injustice happening, they are going, listen, they're turning the cameras on and they're reporting it so the whole world can see. So, Lady A, I actually believe that the fact that you are who you are and that's part of your identity, that the whole world is seeing this group composed of three white individuals coming against this brand and just one solid, strong black woman. They're seeing that for what it is. And it's giving it a voice, right? Because people, listen, we're tired of the injustices that, have, like Lady A, like you said, that have been happening to black people, indigenous people, and people of color, and enough is enough, right? Lady Antebellum, get your knee off of Lady A's neck. That's what we're saying. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's emotional. Yeah. Sure. What happens if the judge does side with them? What What do you do? I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I'm going to continue um, to be Lady A. I'm going to continue to do what I need to do. I haven't um, fought it all the way through, but, you know, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> Always have a plan B. Mm -hmm. But mm, um, sure. I'm going to continue in my community. I mean, nothing the only thing that has changed about me right now is I have more fans and not enough time. <laughs> you know, and God, <laughs> that's a good plan. Or that's you, a good problem to have. Exactly. I thank God for each and every person who has reached out to me. I try to reply to everybody because I, that's just me. That's just who I am. I'm up at one o'clock in the morning trying to reply to people on Instagram, on my, you know, they send me private messages when they find me. They tell me stories about what has happened to them, the, it would make you weep. Some of the things mm. that people have told me, you know, a 16-year-old girl that tells her mom, you know, look what happens to a black woman when she speaks up. Mom, I hope she never gives up. That made me cry. I mean, mm. I mean when I got that message from this mother, and that mother now is going to be on my The Truth is Loud path. When, when, Somebody from Europe sends me a message and says, you know, I left America because, because of the, the racism that America portrays. When somebody sends me a message and tells me I'm a, oh, this will get you, I'm a Trump supporter, but Lady Antebellum is wrong, and I side with <laughs> you. Right. Now, you want to talk about bringing people together? That's what I do in my work. Right. But, if, but, I, but like John said, you have to be transparent. If you're going to be woke, if we're going to bring this country together in light of everything else that is going around with COVID, people being stuck in their houses, you know, racists are even meaner than they were before. We live, black people, indigenous people of this land and people of color, and I say that purposely. Right. I say that purposely. So when you see the initials B-I-P-O-C, that's what that stands for. Black, indigenous people of this land and people of color. Right. When, when we see this, something like this happening, we're emotional. We're traumatized by the murders that have been happening. Right. You know, so for me to stand up, if you think it's easy, it's not. But I got God on my side. And the people that, 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 that understand, don't just do because you can. Do the right thing.
Right. And the other thing, you know what, I'd like to say this. This is the question now. What is America and the world going to do if Lady A loses? That's the question. You know why? Because there, especially during this time of social unrest, you know what, there is no reason that Lady Antebellum should win this. Because they could simply change their name, and we can all just go our separate ways. Now, if Lady A loses this, you say in the courts, think about what it's going to do for the country. Think about what it's going to do for the world. But even if she does lose, she doesn't lose. You know why? Because history will show that she stood up for injustice. That's what history is already showing. So she can't lose. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, I mentor kids. What, you know, what do I look like? You know, I'm mentoring them and telling, and I always tell them, don't be me. I want you to be yourself. I want you to have pride in yourself. I want you to believe that you are black and you are beautiful or you are brown and you are courageous or, you, you know, or you're white. And I want to tell you that you're, you're a beautiful human being. I mentor all kinds of kids. So I can't go back to these kids. You know, I'm missing workshops with them <laughs> because I'm, you know, because I'm on the, what I call the Lady A interview tour, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's cool. I, love well, I hope we're not y'all. keeping you from them. <laughs> but what do I tell my kids? You know, if, if I just rolled over and just said, well, you know what? I'm not going to be Lady A anymore. That right. I have a legacy uh, of people that I mentor. I'm not better than anybody else. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. You know, I'm flawed, but every day my prayer is that I get up and I can do better than I did yesterday. And I want to leave that for my kids, for the, for the kids that I mentor, for the kids that, you know, I adopt as my little play kids, for my nieces and nephews, for my godchildren. There's something that has to be say, said when, you know, I think it was Martin Luther King said, if you, if, you, if you don't stand up for something, you'll fall for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm standing up. Mm. Well, we are so glad you are. I'll leave you with this. They might have the legal grounds. They might own the mark, but you have the moral grounds. Lady A, Anita White, John Oliver III. I felt like we we were taking a church. This was (laughs) an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. God bless you. Stay in touch with us. Can I say this? I'll be 62 years old on July 18th. My CD drops, Lady A Live in New Orleans. You can get Doing Fine, my CD, Love, Blessed, and Blues. How Did I Get Here and Blues in the Key of Me? By going to ladyababyblues.com. And if you want to know more about being an ally in 2020 and beyond, want to join my panel discussion. We have the next discussion is August 1st. And the discussion is after that will be white men and black men, a conversation. Go to, go to the truth is info. You know, buddy, I, I know that you don't like to give your opinion on a lot of stuff. You like to stay neutral and, and it's not really your bag to opine. And I know I was very much on her side, um, on her side when it comes to this. And I'm not a woke person. I think woke culture kind of eats itself in a lot of instances and kind of disproves its own point. I don't, I I think we just need to treat everybody fairly and equally. And of course, black people are angry because they don't have equal rights in this country in a lot of ways. And and you're seeing that. But I, I think sort of the left liberal response is, is not the best, is not the way to go. I, I don't agree with the whole wokeness thing. But I, in this instance, I agree with Lady A. If you're going to say you're woke, be woke. And like I said, disin- it just comes off on the part of the band as disingenuous. But let me tell you why I'm opinionated about this. It's because I care about, and, and we cut this out, but after we got off the mic with her, I asked her if her, if her, th- if her Truth is Loud was a podcast. And the reason I said is because I would want to do that with her and defend, not apologize for, but defend country music. Because if you listen to my rant on Weekend Notes, which I think we will, even though it will be a week old, I say uh, they were very selfish. I say it makes the country music fans and the country music community look like the backwoods rednecks that the pop stars and the rock stars and the hip hop stars accuse us of being. And in this whole 45 minute interview, 
you didn't hear Anita say one thing about country music, about country music fans. She says she's gotten racist messages from fans, and so it is out there, but that is not the image country music likes to present. Country music is a home and a haven for a lot of people of all stripes. and It's American music. It is, and to see Lady A give in to pressure to change the name, but really do anything about it because then you know they'll upset the more rebel rousing side of their fan base that is just not a good look for country music so i'm totally on the side of lady of lady a the artist the blues artist because i want to defend the honor of country music and we do not the fan base does not and should not behave in the way lady a the trio is behaving and some of their fans are behaving towards Lady A, the blues singer. So that's why I'm so outspoken about this, because this just makes that American music that is for everybody and everybody right. can find a home in look so bad. And I'm just not for that. I, I'm, I'm totally against it. No, I, I totally get that and, and agree with that. And th- usually the reason I'm not that outspoken is because, you know, White people in America right now, if we say something that other people don't like, they they just kill us. Right, right. So I I try to stay neutral because as a journalist, especially on the website, on the podcast, I'm more open. uh, So you'll hear that from me here. But on the website, it's going to be more of the journalistic approach that I grew up with where you don't give your opinion unless it's a review. So that's why in the articles, you're pretty much getting just the facts. That's the way news should be presented. But yeah. on here, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give my opinion. Well, what is your opinion? Is Lady A the trio in the wrong? What do you think? You know, it, it's hard to say because, yes, I, I did hear Lady A, the blues singer, her 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 side of it. And, and I totally get that. I, I totally... I, I see that. I see where talks broke down, as you heard, and all of a sudden she felt like she was in a corner and the only way to get out is to push back with, with this. Now, what what I do not see is I don't, I don't believe it's necessarily a so-called racist thing as, as it's been presented that, that she and John you know, think that it is. And that's just my thought. I don't think they're being racist. I don't think she thinks they're being racist. I think she says they introduced race into it. And so they've kind of backed themselves into this corner. And the interesting thing to me is, as she was saying, and as I knew where this conversation would go, when a, when a music group with 20, 40 million followers, whatever, you know, you know, and 10 million records, when their name becomes the name of another artist, the metadata, the algorithm, it automatically pushes that other artist out. And so, and so 10 years ago, and now I'm going to put my, I wish I was a lawyer cap on here. 10 years (laughs) ago, when streaming and digital downloads was just coming into its own and wasn't as prevalent there wasn't a risk of that happening. So a trademark, like on the name Lady A for music and entertainment, could be made. Now, what I hope the court will consider is what this does to Lady A, the blues singer's right to have a livelihood under the name that she is, that she's been performing under for years, right. with the with it factored in that when a mega popular group takes over somebody else's name that really does erase the search results in streaming and in search engines and in everything you could possibly want to be able to find that artist it really does erase it now the other side of it is lady a has been googleable as lady a since they first came out and started using that name as a nickname mm-hmm. as right. an, as lady a the blues singer pointed out with us today so there, uh, this case, even though it might seem like a blip on the radar and at first glance you might go, this Anita White lady needs to get over herself and just deal with the fact that Lady A's fans call, have called them Lady A from the beginning and, and this isn't about race, it's about doing the right thing. Well, if it was about doing the right thing, they wouldn't be trying to leak to the media and stifle a, a, a black artist. And I'm... That's where, for me, the respect kind of goes downhill. Like, mm-hmm. if if... We believe that exactly as she says it happened, and they just went straight to Billboard to present that information. To leak the that, contract, yeah. That's pretty shitty. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. that, that's not cool, and that makes me lose respect. Now, I've honestly, I've never liked the name Lady Antebellum at all. 
Right. I never connected that name with anybody. It just didn't seem right. Right. However you look at it. So I, I totally get her side. I mean, my, my thing though, is looking at it from a legal aspect. And again, I'm not a lawyer. I wish in this case, like you said, I could be one that yes, they claim the trademark, but she even admitted to, you know, not right. Knowing anything about doing that, not, Mm -hmm. not thinking of doing that, but there's that response time that, you know, you get that uh, from what I've read, you, you get some time to respond to veto that trademark, but for how, I don't know how that process works, how they throw that out there. So everybody can be like, Nope, that's my name or Nope, sure. you know, can't do that. I don't like that or whatever. So there's a lot of stuff with it, but you know, I, I, I think there's just, I think you're right. I think it's more of their image yeah, and they don't want to fully rebrand themselves because then it it takes the last ten years plus years, whatever, however they've been at it, kind of erases that in a way. And, and let's but be real. they're erasing her last thirty three years. Well, let's be real, Lady A's music, Lady A the band. They have a couple of good songs, and I'd go see them right. in concert, and I'd cover them. And I, and I have, I have, yeah, I've covered them, and I know you've covered them. But they're not, they're not Little Big Town. They're not this big. They're not a big mega group that has achieved super, super, superstardom. They're still kind of a couple hit wonder, and so for them to play this, mm, I don't I'm think I disagree with you on that. I go ahead. I just don't think their image and their brand is stable enough. To, to withstand this kind of behavior. Uh, you can disagree, but I, I would gravitate towards a little big town before I would go to a Lady A. That's me. Maybe I'm being a little too bitchy, but I, I just don't see them. They have the power, they have the sales, but I, I just don't see them having any kind of, uh, of high ground. You know, I don't know. It's just going to split, I think. And the, the scary part is, is what will a judge rule? Right. It's just going to make things, I think, difficult for everybody because right. then you're getting into that racial injustice side where they're like, oh, well, they took the a black woman's name. You know, it's just going to keep going round and round. And it's forever going to be stuck with them. Sure. Honestly, they should probably just change the damn name completely. Yeah. Because like like she said in the interview, A still stands for Annabella. It's just short. You're just not saying the full name. Yeah. And fans are still going to know them as the band formerly known as Lady Annabellum. And now when we report them, that's kind of what we I, have I've to been doing. say, <laughs> at least for the foreseeable future until the, the you kind of adjust your brain a little bit. So, yeah, what's in a name? What's in a name? This has certainly been quite an eye-opening and uh, wonderful uh, episode of the Music Universe podcast. Buddy, thank you for hopping on and doing this with me. For the Music Universe oh, podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for listening and keep checking out themusicuniverse.com for more and be sure to follow us on all the socials.